These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way. Welcome back to Yays of Our Lives, beautiful people. I hope you're being gentle on yourselves during another crazy year. I really notice what a roller coaster it is when I sit down to record these and see how drastically things change from week to week. It's a lot to take in, so sending everyone lots of love. Perfect time to send some more random, joyful banter into your ears. After I went into Dr. Kieran Kennedy's episode a few weeks ago without any notes or plans and had such a blast, I decided to do the same for this week to see where it took us and what a thrill thrilled to be joined by two amazing humans who also love a good chinwag, Tully Humphrey and Sarah Bassini. You may have already heard of and or from these two before, either through their own cracking podcast, Curious Conversations, that I jumped on a few weeks ago, or through their trailblazing activewear label, Tully Lou. If you haven't, these two are business partners and best friends who shift effortlessly between serious practical insights on eight years in business, stealing the hearts of Gigi Hadid and the like, to hysterical cackles about the woes of dating in the modern age. I've been lucky to know them both since the very first day of Matcha Maiden and have drawn so much inspiration from them both for many years now. Tully is such an amazing example of the non-conventional pathier overcoming both anorexia and depression from the age of 14 and quitting school at the age of 16 to found a business that played a huge role in bringing athleisure to where it is today. Sarah brings a contrasting academic background and experience in exercise science to the business and their friendship, making them the perfect pair. I always have such a great time chatting with these two, although I can barely remember what we spoke about, but those random chats are my favourites. Hope you guys enjoy. Tully and Sarah, welcome to Seize the A. What's up? <laughs> I'm excited. This is my first time on Seize the A. It's both of your first times on Seize yeah. the A. And I feel like, like it's obviously because we have our own show, we're usually on the other side. So I kind of feel like it's fun. Yeah, I'm a little bit it's nervous. It's nice to swap sides. It is. It actually is. But thanks for having us. Excited. Oh, it's such a pleasure. You guys, I was just saying these two are like my favourite <laughs> old married couple slash long lost sister separated at the womb ever. <laughs> Literally. We like fight like cats and dogs. But it's like we have obviously the show together. We have a business together. We're best friends. We've got the same friend group. So you can imagine. And I, you're also living together right now. So that's a fun time. Up? What? Are you I, I staying said, over? Yeah, oh, I she said last over. night. I was like, are we living together? That's the first I heard of that. But, Fuck no. Sorry. But in saying that, I'm probably the only person that could live yeah, with you. Yeah, that's true. Unless it was like a boyfriend or something, I could not live with anyone else. Like, because we obviously travel quite a lot, well, pre-COVID and um, like a lot and because I, I think because we've traveled so much, you just get so used to their habits. Like I know when I'm pissing Sarah off, she knows when I'm pissing, we kind of go our separate ways <laughs> and we're very similar. Don't you, like not similar. <laughs> say that. We're not similar, but the way we live is very similar. You're also the same star sign, right? So that's yes, kind of a, a day thing. apart. Yeah. <gasps> that's right. Yeah. So Sarah's the 14th of July and I'm the 15th of July in 1988, born in the same hospital, but didn't know each other. It's so weird. It's so, you guys are meant to be. Yeah, it's crazy. So maybe so we are weird. long lost sisters that just fight a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I was saying before, we had a therapist on our show this week and it's made me realise we might need to go to couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, not like being a real couple, but like, God, we spend too much time yeah, together. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, but we have to get to know ourselves before we do that. <laughs> the theme of the show was you've got to know yourself before dating people. Yeah. So that's our next job. Yeah. Well, you know what the funnest thing is about you two, though? I feel like you could answer the questions for each other. True. Like you know each other so well, you do could you know totally what? do that. We should probably try that in this episode. I know you very well. I do that a lot. Really? Yeah. We look at menus often. We're like, 
I know what you would choose. I'm like, go for it. And she's like, she's like, you would choose that. I'm like, oh my yeah, God, I, I how did you know? Hundred percent. Like stuff like that, I know hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, what would you both order for breakfast? If we're out. If we're out. Okay, yeah. If we were over the road at St. Ali, okay. what okay, would we be? You go me first, I'll go you. Uh, Tully would get poached eggs with avocado, halloumi, and possibly mushrooms, depending on the venue. Uh-huh. Depending on the venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't have garlic and some like are in like fested with garlic. Sarah would order <laughs> halloumi, poached eggs, toast and greens. Yes, that's it. Sometimes wow. avocado, but not much. Tully, depending, would be if she felt like bread, she would get bread, but 90% yeah, <laughs> of the time it would be sans bread without bread. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Although if I'm hungover, 100% give me the bread. <laughs> okay, so it depends like what's coming up. Given you've yeah, got yeah. a Tully Lou shoot tomorrow, I'd say no bread. No bread today. No bread. No bread. No almond butter. Actually, no, I take that back. I do eat a lot of almond butter, but yeah, no bread. Yeah. <laughs> the abs need to be popping, eh? Yeah. <laughs> abs need to be popping. True, no bloating. Speaking of Tully Lou, before we actually jump into today's episode, yeah. can you give us a little bit of background? I love just jumping on Curious Conversations yes. recently. So that audience knew you guys really well. <laughs> but to introduce you to the CZA audience, Ooh, tell fun. us about your background. Yeah, so my background. <laughs> no, actually, um, Sarah, yeah. you can tell about Tully's background. Tully, so you can my tell about background, I have an active, well, Sarah and I have an activewear brand. But previously to that, I launched the activewear brand. I finished school in like year 10 because I was anorexic and had depression. And I kind of thought that... Because I didn't finish school, I didn't really have any direction and the only thing that I could do was start a business because I just thought I was literally, these are words that come out of my mouth. I thought I was too dumb to do anything else. So I started doing yoga and I kind of wanted to inspire women the way it helped me get better and stuff like that. So I came up with the idea of starting Tully Lou, which back then in 2011, I came up with the idea. It was kind of more to inspire women, like a yoga wear brand. So I started that, that launched in 2012, 13, like towards the end of 2012. And I didn't know Sarah at this time. So I was just like, yeah. So I started the brand, whatever. I was a yoga teacher as well. I went over to LA, moved to Bali, had the brand. So I think I had the brand for like maybe about a year before I met Sarah and I met Sarah at yoga. And that's when shit went downhill from there. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Real quick. Yeah, real quick. So anyway, long story short, Sarah started working for me for a little bit. And then I kind of was like, I don't want to do this board now business partners did that and then yeah we have curious conversations as well so that's kind of in a nutshell over to you Sarah <laughs> my you have a different background yeah, yeah. I have a very different background I have a, a much more academic and science background how funny is that I'm like I'm dumb <laughs> and like, I'm so academic <laughs> fucking bitch I like numbers I'm not like really dumb but I yeah <laughs> So but I, I think that's what's great about you two. You complement each other so well because you do have such different stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, we know each other's sides of the business uh, like ours. So yeah. Tal doesn't cross over to numbers. She's like, don't get it, don't talk to me about it. I would love it. to but yeah. I just don't understand. And like, all the design is all her stuff. So I finished exercise science majoring in nutrition and then I worked for an AFL club and then – I moved overseas to Italy and... I knew you then though when you went, went to Italy. Or was that the first time? First, the first time. time. Okay, so I and then I worked over for the AIS over in the Euro base there with Cyclist. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that's it. And then came back and then I went back over to Europe and I moved to Milan the second time and I hated it. And basically we were on the phone each, each mm. day to one another and I was like, just come home and like... So I came home, worked for my dad who runs a business and helped tell on the side and then became full-time mm. gig. Oh, my gosh. How long has it been full-time? Six years. Maybe? Yeah, since 2015. It's like eight years this year, yeah. so I reckon it be about six years. Yeah. It's been fucking hard, not going to lie. Not with you, but like the business. <laughs> no, it's like fucking I mean, hard being Sarah's business I partner. I mean, sometimes, but like, no, the business, it's, businesses are hard. It's so hard. And we often say that. We're like, geez, like sometimes a nine to five looks real good where mm. you can just go home and not think about work or anything because you never really do switch off. Nah. Like I often, and we are talking about this the other day, I'll often wake up every day. Not every day, but I'll be like, fuck, it'd be so much easier just working nine to five. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. But then again, we love it so much as well. So you wouldn't. And we're probably not the kind of people 
people that would work nine to five. Okay, can no. you imagine the three oh of us God, having no. to do that? It would but totally you know not what? work. It's like 11.30 on a Thursday oh, right now. Awful. But do you know what? The amazing thing about working nine to five would be getting paid to go on holiday. Yes. Yes. Like that would be fucking amazing. But then we do have the flexibility to do stuff like this or like I know, say you went away to Queensland last week. Like mm. you do have the flexibility to do stuff like that, which is amazing. But yeah. And Tally Lou has taken you guys all over the world. Like, yeah, really lucky. I think the life cycle of a, the average small business that starts is five years and you're mm. well and truly over that hump. So, yeah, of course, you've gone through that cycle of like, fuck this, I hate it, yeah. why did I do it, yeah. I want to go back to a nine to five. But also you've had moments that have just like highlights that people cannot even imagine that you would have mm. been able to do together. Like, it's crazy. What it's are like, some of the like real pinch me moments? Like oh, I remember Gigi Hadid yeah, wore your pants. Yeah, that was definitely one. Gigi Hadid was one because that was probably like the first celebrity, not Australian celebrity, that had worn Tully Lou before and it was totally not a fluke. Like I hustled for that, but it's something that I probably, that in the early stages of having the brand, I probably wouldn't have done because I was too scared. Mm. So that was amazing. I mean, Sydney Fashion Week was fucking amazing. Like Sarah, you were there. Yes. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. So I would yeah. say that would be another pinch me kind of moment. What else do you reckon? I think for Soul you. Cycle maybe? Yeah, that was a huge collaboration, but I remember going to meetings in New York. Oh, um, yes. I for, forgot about this. Yeah, and tell like walking into Vogue and things like that. And, and the that winter was like we're walking through <laughs> the sliding door at the same time and I'm like, so, so, do you know who that is? Like, so, nah. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, oh, my God, that is not only like the biggest fashion like editor fashionista in the world. <laughs> Literally, remember, so I remember like, she no. walked in and I was like, oh my God, are we in a movie? This is so weird. And then we went to the Vogue office. That was like a pinch me moment. Yeah. So, but it's fun me seeing Tully, how excited she gets bought by all that fashion world. Like mm. I'm into it now, but it probably wasn't back then. It's yeah. taken you a while yeah. to grow into your fashionista. I'm warming it. I'm warming you, like, it. I think that because we're like got a fashion business, even though it's active wear, I think the more that those moments happen, the more you kind of get eager and want it more and yeah. the more you get interested in stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's been so many, but then even like as little as going to a workout here, like we go to Fox Fit and then seeing girls in there and then like yeah. on the weekend, one girl's like, oh my God, Tally, like I've got, I'm like, <gasps> I've got love your leggings. Like that shit makes us happy. Like, yeah. so all that other stuff you see on Instagram and you know, they are the word dreams of mine and stuff. Yeah. They're fucking amazing, but it's also the little things. Yeah. So yeah, just seeing people in Tally Lou, I think is cool. I think one of the most amazing things and the thing I love about this show and you, you guys probably have the same is that there are so many people in just our network mm. or out in society that we've been part of each other's journey yeah, from right. really, really early on or yeah. maybe even in some cases since before we were even part of that. Like you guys knew me when I was a lawyer before yes. business was even on the radar. And so to watch us all have gone through so many different chapters and like been mm -hmm. in LA at the same time or done yeah. Sydney Fashion Week and like been there for each other, it's so cool. Because yeah, you're right. the whole theory for me of CZA unraveling in chapters, it's like you guys are proof that we have been there since yeah. each of us were like, what's Instagram? Like, yeah. can you please yeah. like make a match smoothie because yeah. I've got two followers like you know we've been there for yeah. all of that stuff and and it's just so I think fulfilling and yeah. really nice to sit down now and be like whoa eight years later you're still here yeah. you're still innovating and growing and like reaching new heights all the time it's you're right like, and I think the best thing about us as well and probably most of the people that we all know and hang around with like all of our friends like you know we've seen you like even Brooke Meredith like you see all these girls like uh, women evolve and I think the best thing about us is you know we we might not see each other for three or four months, but if we have an event on or if there's something going on, you kind of know that you girls have got we've yeah, got each other's yeah. backs because nice, we know what it? it's like. Totally. So I think that's cool. And I don't know if that happens in other cities or other countries or if we're just lucky. I don't know. But I think now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, shit. It has been kind of cool to watch all of our friends in business evolve. Yeah, it's been and support so them. Yeah, it's just for me, it warms my heart seeing my friends one do what they want to do mm. and seeing them grow and be successful at what yeah. they do. Yeah, right. like, totally. Yeah. I just want to be my friend's best cheerleader. Yeah. So. Oh, you guys. Oh, cute. <laughs> you guys have been like that for, since the start though. I remember the first time, I think Nick met you 
somewhere at RBT or somewhere yes, at the gym. yeah and I remember when like you guys were about to launch and stuff that's so wild and we literally because neither of us had had a job that involved yeah. anything on the internet like nothing social media and I was still at the law firm full-time and oh, Nick yes. came home and he's like oh my god for our launch week I met this really famous person Telly Lou I was like oh my god at Telly Lou oh my god and like the creator of the pound of hands what do you band. mean and he was like yeah and her mate Sarah Bassini was there and oh my god they're gonna like do a post with a mattress oh movie like, yeah. <laughs> but it was like the that's... most surreal moment because you were the first like famous person who was going to drink the matcha like it was Aww. such a big moment no I just like I knew you guys were so passionate about like the matcha so it's always and when you see p- people passionate and starting out like I always like that's a very good quality of you yeah. you you always help people out yeah and especially like you know what it's like I think it's also because I did start a business like by myself I had no experience I kind of know what it's like to start a business so you just want to help people mm. but I am a helper anyway so I probably would have done that in general it's so nice it's when crazy. you sit down and yeah just yeah. reflect on it because you don't yeah. do that very often and then every time I see you guys I'm like oh it's I know been like such a beautiful long journey <laughs> yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy yeah and you just want to always like evolve like obviously now with curious conversations and it's kind of like, okay what can we do next like that's exciting yeah when we're not fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, right. Oh, sorry. Sarah has this saying, so this is completely off topic. She's always like, and you'll probably, once you edit this podcast, you'll hear it. I so, don't think I've said it once. No, you haven't actually. Yeah, She's right. like, yeah, yeah right. right. You yeah, do do right. that. It's right. so annoying. <laughs> I'm like, Sarah, do not say that anymore. What what's tells? Does she have one? Probably like. I say like you a lot. You say like a lot. You say fuck a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I say like and fuck. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what else I say. You have many numerous habits that I'm just like, I'm silent about, but cool. Yeah. I just I just you let them slide. Or like before we're outside, you got a booger in your nose. Like, yeah, okay. Fuck. Thanks, you mate. More Podcasts aren't like visual that. anyway. No. It's fine. My booger can stay there. I'm like, Sarah doesn't care. No, so. but the, my pet hate is she will let me walk out with <laughs> I don't know what she's going to say. Like spinach, spinach in your in tea. tea. <laughs> That's because you order greens, sir. And then I'm like smile and then I'll hop in the car and... <laughs> You've been in an event all day with spinach in your mouth. And she thinks it's so funny that I've spoken to people with green shit all in my mouth all day. Maybe you need to invest in dental floss. You're oh a bitch. my god, that's amazing. I love it. I don't do it every time. I love it so much. <laughs> I think that's what happens when you start a podcast. You notice all the weird like crutches that you have. Like yeah. I got in the um, advocacy subject, like for law, getting prepared for court, you do this subject where they teach you because um undermines the power of your argument. They teach you to like oh, swap right. um in your brain for a particular word. And so I don't say um, which people think oh, all that's the time. that's amazing as a podcast host. No, but can then. Can you teach, tell that trick? Yeah. <laughs> I don't say it a lot. I don't say um a lot. Oh, fuck. I can do it for fuck, but I don't say um a lot. Or you just, you just edit it out and no one yeah. realises. But people often say you don't say um, and I'm like, yeah, but pick what other words that I use. Yeah. And I use those just as much. Much, but it just doesn't sound like um. what do you use I think I say so okay so like whenever I just replace um with another really oh, long yeah, 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 yeah. joiny word yeah and it sounds more articulate even though it's not you've just replaced that you sound buying smarter. time yeah, yeah by going so and I also always say and I've never said this in my life but I've only recently noticed I say talk us through when oh, I really when yeah. I don't know how to like bring up a topic as the next topic out of the blue yeah. and I want to say like, okay, let's move on to blah without saying like move it along to yeah. the next topic. Yeah. I'll say, so talk us through the time when and that's my buffer. That. That's a nice subtle transition. I think we Except that, that I say it like every sentence and so the next oh, question I'm like, okay, so now talk us through. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, talk, what are you saying? I don't know. Like, when well, we do that, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we all have one. Yeah. Anyway, guys, so I gave you some <laughs> so, homework yeah. for yeah. today. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have to get my little yes. phone out. So quote of the yay is the first section of this mm-hmm. segment mm-hmm. and I asked you to bring your favourite quotes or quotes that represent what the last couple of weeks have been like for you and then mm-hmm. we just chat the shit about the quote. Okay. Do you want to go first, Sarah? Yep. I think this quote relates to both of us. If we have chosen the same quote, I'll fucking die. I would actually love I will so lose much. it. Well, I have two. So one could be. Did you get off in front? Yeah. Oh, I'll die. I reckon it's probably going to be the same one. One. Oh I'd already be similar. Your, be similar. Did you pick a Jay Shetty one? No. Nah. Okay, cool. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> mine's, not e- I didn't. mine's not either, so don't oh. worry. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of that question? That's I'm amazing. Excited. Mine is actions prove who someone is. Words just prove who they want to be. <gasps> that's not mine, but that's, that's really such good. a good Bang. one. Yeah, yeah that, thank you. <laughs> that's a really Bang, good one. Thank you. Yep. you can go now. That was amazing. You've won, drop, won the competition. <laughs> now spill the tea. That's Why such that a good one. one. Why I think it applies to both Tully and I is so she's answering for me. <laughs> um, it was relevant. Our, our, our dating lives they're they're not great at the moment. Well, they're great. Our dating life's great, but it's just a little bit frustrating what we've been through lately. The outcomes. Yeah, mm. I've been ghosted right recently. <laughs> Um, Shut like, up! You've yeah. been ghosted. Well, I think we are. I am being ghosted, aren't I? Yes, we spoke about yeah. this on the podcast. Yeah. She is getting ghosted. So we've defined it. Ha- it is in fact a ghost. Hundred and twenty. Do you know what happened? <gasps> a, a girl slipped into my DMs and was like, "Don't worry, he did those exact same things and ghosted me too." But <gasps> Sarah didn't name this. Person. I was going to say, "How did she, she know who you were talking it. about?" Guessed How it. wild is that? That is wild. God, the internet is a weird place. It's actually a little bit scary. But it's kind of also cool when you're like, yeah. Yeah. As long as it doesn't make you upset, that's yeah. fine. Which you weren't upset about it. Oh, no. Didn't shed a tear. Yeah. Did- <laughs> no. Brutal. I, Brutal. Tal does describe me as a cold-hearted yeah, bitch. she is cold. But she's a bit icy. <laughs> doesn't surprise me she I didn't think cry. Sarah is such a warm person. Thank you. Maybe I should have Sarah as a best friend. She's so much nicer. No, she's like a warm person, but she's like cold. Like he'll write her a really <laughs> no, you are. Yeah, he, no, she should admit it. He wrote me a really lovely message, like confessing his love at one stage, and I wrote back. She wrote back, okay, with a <laughs> thumbs up. No, <laughs> at least it wasn't okay. Full stop. No, that was, was just real hard. It, it was thank you. That's all. She, and I was like, oh. and Brooke and I, like another one of our friends, we were like, Sarah, that was so fucking. Like we we're laughing, but like that is so cold. He literally like the message was so nice. But what am I like? If someone says. I love you. He didn't say I love you. Don't worry. I don't think you wrote thank you. I did write thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, but this is was the predicament. I didn't have those feels at the time. So yeah. what is? No, the- you did. Sorry, you did the awkward face too. That's <gasps> awkward. Oh. She did the upside down oh. smile. See, oh, that's upside so down that's, smile. That's oh. awkward. So not <laughs> even just that's. I remember now. So that's why we're like Sarah. That's rude. She didn't just write thank you. If you just wrote thank you, I'd be like. Fair oh, enough, what else little, do you say? Yeah. But you wrote thank you with the awkward smile. That's <laughs> when it got awkward. Oh, I did feel a little bit awkward. So yeah, I was you trying to do the so awkward smile. So she was being authentic. I, 100%. I was like Guys, showing. we live in a generation where emojis are make or break. Oh, they are make or break. 100%. That's what it was. That's why it was cold. And so basically then he's ghosted me. That's the moral of the story. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of understand it now, though. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you professed his love, though. And then, like, okay. You're meant to go, yes, I love you too. Let's get married and, like, have you ever after. Well, I did do that kind of later down the track. Because she realised. And then I think oh. I scared him. Okay, but that's because you took your time yeah. and then you had a full 360 yeah. and he was just like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. What Sarah's mum, who was a therapist, said to us on the podcast is because you made up your mind at the start that you didn't really want anything. Yeah, I and went in as his, friends. Yeah, and that's where he, only, yeah, yeah, and then that's where I think he was took, oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a whole mixed message situation. Yeah. And bad timing. Yeah, I feel like you were like, hot when he was cold and he was hot when you were cold. What are you going to do? Like it's the universe. It's the universe. Yeah, yeah it it's wasn't the, the right. Universe. I mean, I could have told you from the start he wasn't the right person anyway. I get this I all the time. <laughs> Actually, you know what's going to be so hard for you two? Getting each other's approval. Like no one's ever going to be good enough <laughs> my, for your best friend and sister and business partner. My ex was no good. No, but was I right? <gasps> oh, see, I'm sorry. <laughs> so my ex and I used to live together. I don't think... I came there once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Literally. to be fair. She was like, I will not have yeah. this. No, you will not have another person in your life. <laughs> to be fair, like I was like, I just didn't like him. Just And it turns out I was right. <laughs> just but, for the record. No, but to be fair, I was like, if Sarah's happy, she's happy. But were you happy? For uh, a, maybe a little <laughs> tiny bit you were happy but for the rest you were yeah it went I, downhill and you lo- she lost herself and that's when i was like <laughs> intervention yeah no nah, just let it go <laughs> no, like, i did she I let did. me roll no, and roll i did and tell roll. you i was like oh sorry <laughs> i just got excited <laughs> she gets excited when she's telling me she's like creeping up the microphone to um, make all these noises <laughs> yeah like look you haven't been wrong but i haven't been wrong either 
but you never said anything about my ex. You it never, was only after. You, no, I didn't ask she because did. I don't like other people's opinions because it gets in my head. Yes. So that's where we're different. Mm. But you like other people's opinions or does she just give them to you anyway? Oh, she just... You give them to me. No, do you know what? She doesn't give them to me, but her actions speak louder than words. Because oh, that's why the quote's about you too. Well, no, it's about <laughs> life in general. No, because if I don't like someone, like I just, you know. Yeah. But that's fact. actually, I think that's actually a good quality. Like people find yeah. it very abrupt. I'm such a people pleaser that I find that abrupt. Yeah. And people find it abrupt, but actually it's the like most generous thing you can mm. do to be really open about how you feel, I yeah. think. Because then, then no one gets... You know, miscommunication. Does it upset you being a people pleaser if someone doesn't like you? Like how do you navigate that? Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, how can I bear my soul to make you love me? Yeah. See, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I will go to the end of the earth. Like I've gotten really good at not caring about what people think when it doesn't really matter in terms of like on the internet you're always going to have trolls. You yeah, can't please everyone. Like on that level I'm really good at letting go. But in terms of like more intimate things, if someone just doesn't like me and I'm not really sure why, I'll just be like, okay, what can I do? This is project yeah. make you love me. Yeah. That's like yeah. Sarah, you're like I'm that. like that. I'm very, very sorry. So I don't that. give a shit. I'm just like, you don't like me, don't like me. And I like who I like. <laughs> but I also like that that's really refreshing as well because from someone who can't do that. Yeah, true. I'm you, like, you're really liberated. It, yeah. We all have limited time and energy. It means that you have space for the people me a you long do love. Time to learn this, though. Liberated or like not approachable. Oh, well, I, I, I've been told yeah, before I'm mean. not approachable. That's what I mean. But I don't know if that's because an exterior thing that people see on the internet or see stuff like that. But then when mm. people start talking to me, they're like, "Oh my god, you're so nice." Yeah, you are nice. So mm, maybe, but I have been told that. But maybe it is my like. It's also like is approachability a value that you care about because some people don't care if they're approachable or not to people who they don't it, know. I do, I do care because like I know if someone came up to me and I didn't know them, I would always give them the time of day yeah. and for them to think that I wouldn't, that yeah, makes me yeah. upset but then I don't care if they do or not like me. It's different. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. And because you would, you would always stop and have a conversation oh, and it would be absolutely yeah. delightful. 100%. So I feel like, yeah, that probably speaks more of the other person that feels like they can't approach you. Do you think? Oh, I'm just trying to give you some credit. <laughs> just trying to soften the blow. Yeah. <laughs> it's also probably as well because you are known to have a really successful brand that's globally yeah, maybe I don't know. had a lot of, you know what I mean? Like I think people when they know someone already, yeah, it's harder to just approach but them when I'm they. But then I'm like also I'm like, you're also you don't a, know me. Yeah. Like what is on Instagram is like 10% of my life. Yeah, like, that's yes, true. okay, I'm real and vulnerable, but there's so much more to me or to my life than what is on Instagram. Yeah. So then I'm like, eh. You're but also you a mean. baller as well. Like it's hard because you dress so cool. Oh. Like, you have such a good fashion sense. No, but seriously, like yeah. that's also. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can rock a big hoodie and a cat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. also sometimes that's intimidating for people. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What was your quote? Can I, can I guess? Mm-hmm. Topic. Is either go. Mm, it's either not break up topic. Okay, oh. then it's energy then. Oh, oh, maybe it's both actually. Sorry, I'm trying it again. Okay, so I am no longer present for things that make me feel like shit. <gasps> Do you? Uh, can I just, Sarah? Wait one second. Is that oh your second God, quote? Shut up. Was that your second my quote? Second quote. Shut up. Was. Let me just get this. Distance yourself from people that bring out the person you're not trying to be anymore. That's so wild. That is crazy. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? Knowing you two, it's not actually that crazy. It's yeah, actually true. not that crazy yeah. at all. That's why I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if we had the same quote. Why did you pick that quote? Because I just, what's been going on in my life probably the last month, I have been withdrawing myself from people that suck my energy and make me feel shit as a person mm-hmm. and yeah that's why I did that mm. yeah because I care about myself more at the moment selfish but care about myself more than other people because I'm a helper right so for instance one of our friends like always feel like I need to help 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 and every time I help she turns shit back on me and makes me feel like a shit person and then I take shit on and so I'm like nah, no more time for that I need to actually worry about myself and not get involved in that style isn't it crazy though that you had to add a disclaimer oh I'm sorry that sounds selfish it's actually oh, yeah, not selfish yeah. at all no, like it's I, a fundamental yeah. thing we should do but we already feel guilty about being yeah. like I put myself first I'm so sorry I did that oh yeah you're right isn't that crazy you might struggle with this too but I know it's something Tal and I are learning about and we have for the last couple of years is boundaries we've mm. we've oh. always had a blurred sense of what boundaries are and now we're actually 
enforcing them. Yeah. And now people don't know how to interact with us because we're like, man, nah, like, yeah, totally. I'm not letting you cross over this. <sighs> yeah. It's actually even harder to have boundaries when you haven't had them before yes, because it's like you're so reteaching people. Yes. If you always had them, sorry, it's easier for people to know where they stand. But if you've gone from being really lax and go with the flow yeah. and like people pleasy, which is exactly what I do, yeah. then the day that you realised for self-preservation you have to put them in, it's actually harder because mm. no one's like you've set up this expectation that yes. you don't have them and then yeah. it's like abrupt. It like kind of surprises people a bit when you're like, oh, actually I can use no now. Yeah, <gasps> no. It's like, what? Yeah. I think COVID has helped with that a little bit, like mm. lockdown and stuff, don't you reckon? Just reevaluating, like. I think prioritisation. Yeah. I think it's done a lot for, yeah. Yeah, true. People realising like life's too short to be drawn into things that mm-hmm. really your time and energy is the most finite resource that you have and mm-hmm. yet it's the thing we spend most freely without mm-hmm. really thinking about it. Yeah. You can't get either of those things back. One of my other things I'm trying to change is like, especially with boundaries, mm-hmm. I'm like, instead of having to do things for others, like I have to do this for Tully, I'm like, oh, no, I want to do this for Tully Mm. because then it changes the mindset of me going into things. Language is such a big thing. Like You you don't think those tweaks would make a big difference, but I also do that when I get into a similar situation where I'm like, oh, God, I have to go and do this job that I you know, said yes to and I don't really want to do, if you change it to, I get to do this. Yeah. And I think COVID has changed that as well. It's a privilege to be able to go to work. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to be able to leave your house. And you choose the flavour you kind of give that thought yeah. as you leave the house. Yeah. It That's makes true. a really big difference. What made you recognise to switch up your language? Uh, I think I noticed just how much it started with busy it started with oh, yeah, using the word. word. Yeah. And it yeah. started with how often I found myself giving that as a response when people will say, how had things yeah. been? Mm-hmm. And like busy is not a bad thing. Yeah. It means you've got lots of work. It means you've got lots of exciting things on. But then it kind of perpetuates the mentality of busy. And then you're rushing when you like go from your car, like even parking the car to come inside. I'm like always walking fast. And I, yeah. I realized that I was becoming busy as a lifestyle rather than yeah like just because I kept saying it yeah and so I was like oh maybe I should try and find a new word so that I'm not perpetuating this pace thing because everything I try and talk about on this show is that actually you don't need to be busy all the time to have a good life you don't even need to be busy to be productive like or happy and so once I started thinking about the impact of that word I was like what are all the other words or the way that I frame things and the other quote I say all the time is life is you know 10% what happens to you 90% what you make of it but then I don't do that myself like I'll be like fuck I've got such a busy day I'm so tired I don't want to do all those things and then I'm like I should be saying what a privilege that I have a busy day like there are some people who have lost their jobs and I think the whole of last year just kind of shocked me into reframing the way you think about everything because that makes every day a good day yeah Yeah. right even the shit days are like you know, even when you're exhausted or you're burnt out, it's because you've had lots of good things to do that got yeah. you there. And so I just try and, I don't know, just, I don't know when it happened. But it did start around that whole busy conversation. Yeah, busy's funny. And you know what one thing that annoys me is like, yeah, we're busy. Like, I think everyone's busy. Like, everyone's got shit going on. One thing that annoys me, and this goes back to like dating, is... um. I hate when guys are always like, oh, but like you wouldn't have time to do dinner because you're so busy. And I'm like, <laughs> they flip it back on yes, you. I'm yeah. like, are you serious? <laughs> like, if I, I'm like, okay, I'm busy, but like not as busy as everyone else. And you can make time for things that you want to do. It aggravates when people are always like, oh, but you can't, like, oh, you can't do that today because you're just so busy. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's so annoying. And it yeah. happened to me the other day at Pilates Studio. Someone's like, oh, do you want to do coffee? I'm like, oh, she's like, oh, you do Monday. I'm like, oh, sorry, Monday is like one of the like busiest days, which it is. <laughs> yeah, it genuinely it is. is. And then another girl's like, oh, yeah, she she's so busy all the time. She has like eight jobs. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I do a lot, but I always have time for like things. For the to important do. things. Yeah. yeah. Like you'll like, make time if you if I'm like, it's so annoying. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's used in such a negative way. I know. I find it really like, I don't know why, I get offended. Yeah, I think it's because it implies that you don't have any kind of prioritization, yeah. even though you do put the things that you actually yeah, care I about. Did. First. I did. Like I felt offended. What's another word we can use? I for use busy? occupied sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. Or you just say like there's a lot on at the yeah. moment. Yeah, I was just in my head yeah. thinking you know, I've got a lot on at yeah. the moment. Maybe because busy has got negative connotations. It's like just saying there's a lot on is just purely descriptive. Yeah, it's true. like true. There is actually a lot of stuff on, but that doesn't mean you can't fit in mm. other things. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. It's funny. I don't know. It's just interesting. I realized how much of an impact the words you use to describe things. And you know what? Another one, another kind of trigger for this whole thing was was the meme that not meme, but like post that came out when we were in the 
big lockdown. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which was, it's not, I'm, I have to stay at home. It's I get to stay at home or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I, I get to keep my friends safe and all those mm. ones that went yeah. around. Yeah. I think in a time where we had so little control mm. over our, circumstances and what we could do each day the only way to survive it was to change the way that you worded things like that and that actually made a big difference because you're like it is a privilege to have a home to stay in and it is a privilege to have a a home and a job that you can do from home and like enough space that in our five kilometers you know the radius there's Mm. a cafe and there's a park like suddenly those things actually became something I was like if you don't value them Mm. like the world takes away stuff that you don't have great gratitude for yeah because otherwise it's like well you know you're not appreciating that so it'll just go yeah Yeah, you're right oh yeah life life I'm I'm turning interviewee I just how did you become so self-aware oh good question I think like you you guys will probably have the same thing it's every time you push the boundaries too far yeah and it's only through and this is why I sort of think that any theory of happiness, including CZA, can't just be about joy. It also has to embrace the tougher, shitty mm-hmm. bits because they're the ones that show you and that teach you the self-awareness that you need to have the good times. So yeah. I, I think it's literally been from pushing myself too far so many times, and I hate this cliche phrase, but hitting rock bottom where yeah. you literally have taken away your energy, you've taken away your ability to get out of bed, you've taken, you know, you've abused every kind of energy resource and skill and talent that you have by just overdoing it. And then when you can't get out of bed and you can't be productive and you can't like even, you know, work, Mm. Those times are when you really have to ha- like take a long, hard look at yourself and start mm. to notice like what is that about? What are my traits that lead me there? What are my traits that make me ignore the signs that I was getting that I was heading that way? Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the only way you can build yourself back up from things like that is through self-awareness. Yeah, it's true. And then I think you get reading particular types of literature to get yeah. through it and then you start listening more actively to different perspectives on life and the more that happens, the more you reflect on the choices you make and where they get you and you start getting curious in your you own head. You get curious, yeah. yeah. It's getting to know yourself. Yes. Well and you done, also yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I've heard I listened to our podcast yesterday. So I was literally like get to know yourself about twenty five thousand times. Yeah. yeah. And it's but really it's true. like I think what you realise is so much of your earlier life is spent in the white noise, like there's so mm. and in our generation, we've gone from not having much in our probably primary school years mm-hmm. to like the world exploding with noise. Like everything is so busy. The details yep. of everyone else's lives and choices and lifestyles and circumstances is so visible in mm. our lives that I think I spent like a big part of my 20s being pulled in all different directions of yeah. the should and like what looked good. And I didn't I couldn't even answer who I was and what I really wanted or even what I was good at. Like all those questions were just so obscured by like where I should be. Yeah. And then you realise the best data point for having a happy life is how you feel in response to everything. And the simplest equation for living a good life is like do more of what feels good and less of what doesn't. Yeah. But the only way you can do that is if you actually listen to yourself and notice when you feel good and when you don't. Like the same with cutting certain people out. You'll spend a long time in a toxic relationship if you're not asking that question Mm. because you don't notice that you feel shit afterwards because you have no self-awareness of it. But once Mm. you notice and you're like, that makes me feel crap, Yes, you know what to subtract and you know what to add more of. And the more you do it, the more you're like, self-awareness is the key. Yes, I wish I knew this when I was younger. Yeah. 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 But if you did know it when you were younger, you probably wouldn't have had the life experience of all the things that taught yeah. you it mm-hmm. as well. And that's what we say now, like, yeah, we're, Tal's going to hate me. I'm going to say this. We're 33 this month. <laughs> we collectively are 33 this month. And I really enjoy getting older. Right? Yeah. And we were out to dinner the other night. We saw all these young girls and I was like, you could not pay no, me I to agree. be in my 20s again. And also, I don't, wouldn't pay myself to be in my head when I was that young. Yeah, like no. the things that used to go on in my head, like I was still kind of probably a little bit like mentally unstable with like an eating disorder and stuff. And, oh, I, what was going on in my head? No way. Mm. There's so much angst. Not paying yeah. me. So much mess. <laughs> You would not, and then like you know, we've got a few younger friends that are like early twenties and stuff like that, and like some of the stuff that they worry about or compare themselves with other people. I'm like, man, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, honestly, no. Like, swear to God, I'm like, nah. Like, isn't it beautiful though? I kind of feel like there's so much 
social pressure around, oh, you're 30s, like, yes. oh, you're getting old. And, like, my biggest reflection when I turned 30 was fear of what was going to happen because everyone was like, oh, my God, you're turning 30. Yeah. But actually the biggest revelation was this has been the best decade of my life so far yeah. because you just drop all the – you just shed all that shit of your 20s and you just know who you are. Yeah. Feeling like, a bit more stable, I would yeah. say, like in your 30s, 100%. And you don't care what that costs you anymore. I feel like you're yeah. like, I'm going to be who I am mm. and, like, if that costs me certain people, then I didn't want them anyway. Yeah. And if I gain new people, then they're the new people. Like, you'll, yeah, it's weird, but I feel like this has been really liberating. And people say the same about your 40s. Like, you even yeah. more just come into, like, this is who I am yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to live shit. my life exactly how I yeah. want to. But yeah. who even knew who we were in our 20s? I was like 25 nah. different people in that decade. Oh, like- <laughs> I go through old photos and I was like, oh, that's that phase, that's that yeah. phase. <laughs> yes. And you can see like I who I was like hanging out with. I yeah. dressed the same as it. Like I needed to be a chameleon. Yes. And that people-pleasing thing, I took it to like such extremes of like I'd just be whoever I was with. Mm. Like who, because I was like, oh, I'll just do whatever makes everyone happy. Like that's the easiest. But in saying that, you've probably picked something from that group, something from that mm. group, and then it's molded yeah. you, to, you to who you are today. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And I think we also like the most exciting thing about being around in this day and age is that you're not, you're no longer expected to be the same person. Mm. So it's actually okay to evolve every couple of years and you don't need to, like I think people have this idea that finding your purpose or even like seizing your yay, if that's how you want to say it, is this static place that you're going to arrive at one day and then you'll live the rest of your life in a happy place. But the more I've embraced it as like it's going to look different every phase. Yeah, yeah. And, and who knows what it's going to look like to, at the next phase. Even next month. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's going to suit my life then or yeah. my energy and attention because, like, the world is not the same no. month to month anymore, which is nerve-wracking and the uncertainty is, like, stressful. Yeah. But it's also exciting. Yeah. You could it be is. anyone. Like, I'm sure you guys have gone from, like, with Tully Lou, for example. Yeah. With Matcher, I went from having like a five-year plan. Mm. I don't have a five-month plan now because mm. who could know what was happening in five months? I try not to have like plans like that. I know in business and stuff they say you probably shouldn't. We get asked all the time, like, where do you want to be in like five years? And like we have like a rough idea and we're both pretty similar mm-hmm. in what we want. But like I've just learned to just kind of go exactly what you said. Things change so quickly that we just kind of go and we've been so lucky that shit just falls into our lap maybe. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Maybe we're just blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I, I know we probably should have. I mean, like, we do have plans, like marketing plans, and like, yeah. we know what sh- stuff like that, but like, as a long term plan, like, we our don't long- really know. But we do. Well, kind of. But I'm like, but we do, but we don't. Like, it's like, not in writing. It's not in writing, but we've had this discussion. Like, our long term goal will be like, how how good would it be if, like, majority of women had one pair mm. of Tully Lou leggings in their closet? Yeah. Like, mm. that's an ultimate goal of ours. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't it interesting? I feel like when you, if you had been, you know, you said things falling into your lap, mm. if you'd been so rigidly stuck to a particular plan that was like written down oh, a month yeah. to month, oh, I there's no, that. but there's no room for those things yeah. to fall yeah. into your yeah. lap and you wouldn't recognise them if they did arrive because you'd be like, you push away everything that's not that plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like once upon a time, rigid planning helped you stay on track and it's still important to an extent, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. like otherwise you wouldn't have stock. Yeah, true. But like, <laughs> Being open-minded and, like, again, it's such a cliche word, but surrendering has been such a valuable skill over the last 18 months because you don't really – you can't control so much. So being open to things falling into your lap and rolling with them, I think businesses that survive are the ones that are really adaptable and agile. I would say we're pretty chill. Like, we're chill when it comes to business. Like, maybe – and you know what? Sometimes – and we've had this discussion over the last few months – I find it frustrating that we are so chill. Like you watch other brands that might have come up after us. Like obviously we're probably one of the like longest standing other than like Lorna Jane and like Nike and stuff. When sports, like sports Lux kind of mm-hmm. came in, we're probably one of the longest standing Absolutely. brands like before all the other ones. And when you see brands come up, like just say like two years ago, three years ago, and you see where they are now and you know, it might be kind of where you want it to be. That's frustrating. And then sometimes I think, okay, maybe we're too chill. We need to like fucking step it up and stop like, you know, being maybe a bit more fierce in a way. That's frustrating. Other than that, I would say we're pretty chill, but I think it's a disadvantage in some way. It's funny. I also think sometimes when you look at stuff like that, A, you're looking at the outside of what you see from those businesses yeah, and yeah, competitors. Right. Yeah. You don't know and what it's been there. Like you don't yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know what it costs them to get there. But I also think all the time, like, what has it allowed you 
by having that chill attitude to achieve in your lives, like mm. not just your working lives and not just in the business, but in your overall life. Less yeah. stress. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I actually have come to think like often I had this with Matra and I still sometimes have this mm. with CZA. I'm like, oh, there are podcasts who started yes. like a year after me who've got like double the downloads mm. and blah, blah, blah. But I look at what it costs them to do that and that quote of like, um, if anything costs you your peace, it's too expensive. For me, the trade-off of having more flexibility over my time and not smashing myself like mm. I used to is actually worth more to me. Yeah, no, like you're you, right. You can't have both. You can't have mm. – well, some people appear like mm. they can have both, but often it's like the sacrifice that it took them, they've had not had things that you guys have been able to enjoy by doing that Yeah, yeah. to get there. Yeah, yeah. you're right. We've lived a pretty good life. Oh, 100%. But, like, definitely – I wouldn't say our life is stressful. No. I mean, it can, you know, like same with everyone, life can be stressful, but I wouldn't say our business is stressful. Which sometimes, is amazing. Sometimes, yeah. but like, and we've again, had amazing growth the last few years. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But, um, and the other thing I always talk about, like in the CZA book, is that micro macro thing. Like we judge our lives so much based on the macro of what it sounds like mm-hmm. or what it looks like in comparison to the rest of the landscape. <laughs> but actually the only thing that matters is micro, which is how you feel every single yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And if you feel good and unstressed most of the time, mm-hmm. like that, what could be more valuable? Yeah. Yeah. I say that. the only time I think we get stressed is when you're just overwhelmed with a, not going to use the word busy, but like when you've got a lot going <laughs> on, like if it's yeah, a launch yeah. or something like that, and you're like, shit, I actually have a lot to do. But it wouldn't be a stress that I'm like, I can't sleep at you night. You can't function. Kind but of it's thing. so funny you say that before about um like the outside and stuff, because we were talking about this the other day. It's like maybe like four years ago or something. Like we've always, like the brand's always done well, well. but there have been periods where we're like, fuck, there's not much money bank- in the bank account. <laughs> no, like it's true. And it's we're true. And I'm, but yeah, hundred percent. And like, and then people are like, oh, house tell you, like, oh my god, it's so amazing. Yes. Like, we're just doing that. And you do because half of you are like, you know what? People don't know what happens behind scenes. You want everyone to sound like you're doing amazing. And we used to do this all the time. Yeah. We're like, yeah, it's, we're fucking killing it. Like, we're being back and forth from LA. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And literally, we had like ten thousand dollars in the bank account. Yeah. And you're just like, holy shit. But and I and Sarah would say, it, and I'm sitting there in my head, I'm like, we're really fucking not. <laughs> but you would just fake it. And totally. that's been one thing in business that I've always done is like fake it to make it. Like just in maybe not that such, but like even in meetings, like you sit down in meetings, like just say we're in LA in the Soul Cycle, and like okay, can you design these six styles and have them in three months? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Walk out, and Sarah and I are like, how the fuck are we gonna do it? And you know what? We'll fucking make it happen, yeah, and we'll get it done. So that's what I mean when I say fake it till you make it. But then maybe us as people, I think we uh, we could have benefited from being. Having our more, ego. Yeah, our yeah, more vulnerable conversations. Yeah, and being like, people. and you know, mm. but by us being a little bit more vulnerable and not again, letting our ego in the way, maybe we open up to someone that day and be like, you know, actually, we're not doing really yeah. well. And maybe that might have opened us to an opportunity of an investor or an yeah. opportunity of like a stockist. But we were so like, we didn't want anyone like it was embarrassing yeah well I was embarrassed because yeah. you don't want anyone to know so you just keep it to yourself but maybe we should have been more real and vulnerable and maybe that's a lesson because you don't know who you're talking to that may be able to help you mm-hmm. totally people can't help you if you they don't know, don't know. Yeah. exactly yeah. and would be like oh we'll just go to our dads like can you like yeah. invest money? <laughs> do you know what I mean but wait maybe we should have been more vulnerable but you know I and speaking to other business people since becoming more honest they're going through exactly oh, the same struggles oh my like God. You, yeah. you think you're the only ones going through that struggle at the time but then you open up and you're like they mm. they're like no we've got these problems too and you're like so then you talk and mm. you figure help out ways to, to get over it yeah i think that's the best part of the business landscape now is that it's much more open and mm. much more transparent and it means that because you don't have colleagues, like you really go from not, mm. you know, from being in a nine to five where you have a team and mm. you have a really clear support structure, even just like water cool, like literally water cooler chats. Yeah. yeah, You have those to ventilate how you're feeling that day and what's shit and everyone goes, yeah, me too. But in business, it can be really isolating. Yeah. And, and you do, you take stuff personally. Yeah. Like I definitely do. I'm like, oh, if we've only got $10,000 in a bank account. Like it's a reflection of me. My value. Yeah. 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 But the minute someone else says, me too, you're like, oh, Oh, it's all about that's normal. Do you feel that though? But in the sense when we were saying that, we were like, that we're in our like mid-20s and we Mm. we thought we had to 
project this successful business. Yeah. But in a way, like we were, like we were having celebrities in yeah. Tullaloo, but yeah, yeah. The end of the day, celebrities don't really make sales yeah. sometimes. But like we did, we had like celebrities wearing stuff. We had all this, but we're like, where the hell's the money? Yeah. Like, Actually, sometimes your biggest growth chapters that look the most fancy are the ones where your cash flow is the worst. Yeah. 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 All the time. Yeah. I'd be like, I literally am eating two minute noodles. Yeah. Like I know people make jokes about two minute noodles, but some weeks we're like, there is no cash. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, you know what? It's liberating now because you're like, oh shit, like it's kind of cool to see where you are in the growth. But at the time, it's actually, that's when I would say it was probably the most stressful time is mm. when you see money getting quickly drained. You're like, shit. <laughs> that's probably when I've probably been the most stressed in business is I, to do with money. We've also changed our relationship and energy around money, like money in, money out, mm. that kind of like you accept that it's going to come back and things like the flow, ebb yeah. and flow. And also mm. like in business, I think it's important obviously to ha- like if you've got the cash is to invest money to make money. Yes. So that was something that we were always like, oof, like you'd rather have it sitting there and then we're like, nah, fuck this. We need to like, you know, invest money in this area because that's going to like triple our money. Yeah. But at, a, at one stage we're too scared to do that. Mm. But now yeah. we're like being smarter. Yeah. And maybe that does to do with age. It's so, and also just like progression. Like it's yeah, a different yeah. chapter because you've been through a, one chapter and seen that, like, that actually, that scarcity, like, I need mm. to hold on to it in mm. case mm. Yeah, next in month case. I can't pay the bills. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, it comes with experience. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the next phase looks like? Yeah. But that's so exciting. Yeah. I love this so much because like in, you know, two, three years or five years or whatever, we'll sit down again and like be like, remember that last chat we oh, had? We were all oh just God, like, this yeah. is fucked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. I had a conversation with my brother not that long ago and I was like, oh, I'm getting a bit overwhelmed. Like we're getting to the next stage mm. in the business. And I, f- I was like, I f- kind of feel out of my depth because mm. I don't know. Mm. And he's like, but you don't know, Sarah, nah. but you will learn it. Mm. And it's like, like the life. best. That means you're yeah. growing. Like yeah. I feel like you actually go through real roller coasters of like coasting, where you know exactly like you turn yes. up to work and you're like, I've got this. Yeah, which is amazing. It's such a lovely feeling. But that's when you're like, I'm not growing. Yeah, nah. I'm like, I'm coasting because I, I've, I know this. Yeah. yeah, and now that nervous feeling when you're like, Oh my god, we're going to yes. a new chapter. That's yeah. the one where like the discomfort means yeah. that you're evolving, which yeah. is. The best sign. It just feels shit at the time. Yeah, that's so funny you say that because a couple of months ago we were talking about the business. I'm like, Sarah, like I'm flat, like not motivated. I feel like nothing's progressing. Like even though it was, I just felt flat and I'm like, we need to like go to the next level. Like and what is that? But I'm like, I was so flat and we are just like, oh, my God. And then we had a few conversations with people and then you get like this burst of fire and that Mm. nervous and exciting feeling like, oh, actually like, this is an exciting phase, but I was at the I was at the end of that second phase where I'm like, oh no, I'm done. Like I'm walking, like not walking, but like if it's going to yeah. simulate this for another year, I can't do this. I'm not motivated, nothing. And then just one thing happens, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. There's that excitement again, okay. and that happens all not all the time, but like no, pretty pretty like it's a new feeling. Well. Yeah. Absolutely, because yeah. I do a lot, and it doesn't. I feel like this, and this is why you guys talking about it is so reassuring, and actually like probably provides more value than mm. when you're like oh, it's going really well yeah to people listening is that it is a really big emotional roller coaster to run a business and if you looked back at your emotional kind of like if you saw it as like a heart yeah. rate monitor your mm. emotions going up and down versus the business's success going up and down they're not related no nah. like you yeah. could have a really down week in a week where everything is going amazingly yeah. and it doesn't make sense to you and you're like why am i flat everything's amazing <laughs> yeah, and true. then the next week everything's shit and but you're feeling really motivated yeah. and you're like i've got fire in my belly like it doesn't have to make sense yeah but you just ride the wave because it's it's that's that's one of the costs like it's not a stable nine-to-five job so your emotional state isn't going to be stable in nine-to-five but that means you do get the highs and you do get like the lows and it's just more dynamic because you can kind of Mm. ride that wave but I think people hearing that that is what you go through probably validates their own experience Mm. not worrying like oh my god I'm doing this wrong because I'm having a shit day it's like no no that's part of it no it's normal 100%. 100%. Even, even most recent, we've had a couple of younger friends come to us and they're really lost. Yeah. And we're just like, well, hey, we're- I lost ev- I'm lost every day. <laughs> still t- lost. That's Tal's response. She's like, I don't know who I am still. Yeah. Like, I, it's a thing every day. Like what you're feeling now, I feel too. Yeah. And there's a 10-year age gap. 100%. <laughs> and, I, and no, but honestly. So it's I'm, not going away anytime no, soon. No. no. And like honestly, you feel lost and that all the time. It's just like. 
But I think a lot of people that are younger, like, think, and this has got to do with, like, social media and the way that this day, like, this world runs, is, like, everyone just wants shit now. And we're a perfect example of you literally have to climb the ladder so slow. Like, Tullyloo's eight years old. Like, Mm. it's taken a long time to get where we are. And I think a lot of young people are like, I'm going to start a business where I'm going to make this amount of money. It's going to be fucking amazing. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, okay, some businesses, amazing, like, get overnight success. But it doesn't work like that. And I've always got this saying, and I say it all the time on podcasts because Lola Berry told me once, and I was like, fuck, you're so right. It's like the slower you climb the ladder, the more successful you w- will be. The quicker you climb the ladder, the le- your success the quicker you will fall be. Off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you are so right. That's so true. And I've always remembered that. And I look at some businesses that had success very quickly and aren't around anymore. And I'm like, yeah. and you're still here to tell the tale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like, I always remember that. And maybe we need to tell that person that because I feel like they want their success very quickly. Yeah. It is hard. We are in a really integrity focused mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. And so patience is like the one thing that we don't have a lot of, mm-hmm. but it's rewarded over and over again. Yeah. Even you were talking before about self-awareness, like you want to be this enlightened human being that's like impervious yeah. to criticism yeah. and comparison and self-doubt, yeah. but like even that happens bit by bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's meant to. Like imagine if you were just all sorted and everything was going perfectly. How boring it'd be, it'd would you be like so be? boring. Yeah. yeah. What Actually, would you do? Yeah, that's so funny because I recently went through a breakup and I spoke to our friend Christian, you know, Christian Rocky, and like, of course, like one of your friends that you go to and he was saying to me, I was like, I hate this feeling. Like it's so <sighs> shit. Like I hate being sad and like going through this. I just wish life was easy. And he said to me, he's like, yeah, but if life was easy, it would, if life was like that, it wouldn't be fun and it'd be boring because you wouldn't be going through those emotions all the time I was like fuck you're actually right like the more emotions you go through and stuff like that it kind of as much as it's sad it's kind of exciting because you're not like and in you a straight line you wouldn't recognize time. happiness if you didn't have yeah, sadness it'd exactly. just be normal you wouldn't appreciate it yeah. No. yeah it's like when people like they often say I would love summer all year mm. but if you don't have winter like you don't have any cycle to your time You're right. yeah and so people who live like if you look at all the big scientific discoveries or like big you know events or innovations that come out of the world none of them are on the equator because people there it's warm all the time and they have no like cyclical nature and no time to kind of hibernate and come back out and it's just slow like life is just slow you could be the same every day it's the same all year yeah no i wouldn't like that as much they hate winter it's like the seasons because you naturally change with the seasons and how interesting is that? Because yeah. I was like, I would, if I could pick to have summer all the time, I would. But then yeah. I'm like, but then I nah. wouldn't appreciate summer. Because you know in winter when it just gets to spring and you start to smell like oh, the I wind love changes. That. That's my favourite <gasps> time. And, and the you're smell. Like, oh, yes. yeah, you, yeah. you don't get that. And nah. so they literally don't invent anything. And it's a Because feel they're good. tired all the time. Yeah. Like they're just sleepy and warm. I was like, oh, seasons have a reason. Yes. <laughs> so actually, yeah, like that is my favourite time of the year. Don't it's got so it's much like promise exciting. in the air. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, the future. Yeah. Let's go get drinks like it's fun (laughs) that's probably one of my biggest life lessons of the last year is like exactly what you said everything's in seasons everything's in cycles like the moon comes in cycles everything comes in ebbs and flows come in cycles Why oh my Melbourne? god! I saw the funniest meme the other day, and I've laughed for more oh. time than I should have laughed. But it was like lockdown one, lockdown two, lockdown three, two lock, two down, lockdown Tokyo Drift. You yeah. were here. I was yes. like, oh my god, yes. We shouldn't joke That's about Victoria. it, but it's like literally you it's can't a not joke. though, right? Oh. Like you have to have a laugh. I know. Seriously, we can laugh about it while we're free. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we're like the only state, yeah. in the whole place, oh, the whole bled. country. It's our Lucky. turn to laugh, oh, right? I know. And let's hope it stays like. Well, to finish up, guys, Mm -hmm. while we have been in freedom, Mm -hmm. but particularly as a little recommendation for anyone who isn't and who needs a little Mm pick-me-up, are there any books or movies or shows that you watched recently or when we were in lockdown recently that kind of gave you a bit of a smile or a bit of a yay in your heart? I I wonder if Sarah's going to say the same thing as me. Oh, my God. I I might as well have just had one of you on the show. Can I go first? I don't don't know. So the show... Love on the Spectrum season two. <gasps> season two. Yes. Season two. <laughs> that was, I don't know why I said season two. Season two. Oh my God. If you don't watch that show, that is like the most heartwarming. ABC funny, demand. Yes, 
it's not funny. Like it's not hilarious funny. It's just how open and raw they are and how they say what they think. It's very cute and funny. That it's makes just me feel endearing. Yeah, in the heart. that yeah. makes me feel so good. I really enjoy watching it. And I'm obsessed with Michael. <laughs> and I'm gonna say book, and it's quite relevant to what we're talking about because we're talking about business. But Samantha Wheel's book, if you run a business, <gasps> is fucking so inspiring and really amazing. Of golden dust. Is yes. It called? Yeah. yeah. It's such a good book. I'm going to say I watched the film Luca the other night. The, Di- the Disney, Disney one. Yes. Oh, my God, I want to watch that. I watched that with my niece and one, watching it through her eyes and just like the pure joy and excitement, I really loved that. But it also made me want to travel again because oh, yeah. it's based it's in, in Italy. Italy yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed that. And book I actually can't remember the title, but our friend Minaj, I bought his <gasps> book recently. Yes. Was it Open Heart or something? Still Connected or oh. something like that. <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. like Open Heart. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, I love Minaj. He's been on the show. He's amazing. Yes. So he's released his f- first book and it's a lot about like meditation, Buddhism, and a lot about social media and the disconnectedness in mm. our society. So yeah. I'm finding that really interesting Have you at the moment. It? Not yet. Oh, I'm You can have it after. Yeah, I, I was going to say maybe you can have the same other wheels one, but my mum took it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get it back up. She's going to read it. She won't read it. Isn't it funny though? I feel like sometimes looking at life through children's eyes, like mm. being around them, like you can go a really long time if you don't have friends with kids and not be around a mm. child. And then once you are again, you're like. So true. They just bring you to this different level. This pure joy and excitement and even like I, my sisters just had twins and they're like oh, five months. They're so cute. They obviously like I can't really see the joy and excitement through them. Or sometimes because <laughs> yeah. they're so young. Sometimes when they laugh and stuff. But the one thing that I like, I love going to her house and just staring at them and I'm like, you girls are so lucky. Like you have your life ahead of you and you've got no worry in the world. Like, and I had Ariel on my knee yesterday and she was like, and I was talking to her. I'm like, you're <laughs> having chats. Yeah, because she like kind of talks back to you, but you have to talk to her like just with noises. And I was like, Ari, you're so lucky. Like this is the happiest time of your life. You've got no fucking idea what is going on in the world. I'm like, literally. You're just eating yeah. and sleeping and eating and sleeping. I, I, said, I said that. I'm like, all you do is eat, sleep, shit. Eat, sleep, shit, spew. Like literally, like they're so like they're just, just unburdened oh, by yes. like the weight of the world yeah and even like how like they make my mum and dad so happy it's like so cute oh, what are your recommendations oh do you watch much tv so much tv so much tv but the problem is <laughs> i'm too busy guys i'm too occupied there's too much on but the problem is that my big yay and again this comes down to self-awareness mm. like i've figured out the things that really help my brain disconnect and then mm. i find really i lose time like yeah. that's how i measure if i forgot what time it is then i've actually had a break oh yeah. i like that yeah but the problem is they're all like hectic serial killer oh, movies or shows stuff. i'm oh, so see, you guys know this i'm so yeah. Into crime, crime and war and spy stories, which are all fascinating, but they're not exactly like. Yes, I felt the yay for love. (laughs) They're all just like interesting. Really, I watched a crime one recently. I've been oh that um it's French one on Netflix. Oh Lupin, yes. (gasps) Isn't that a subtitle? Good. No, they dubbed dubbed it. Oh, I I can't watch dubbed. It's it actually really good. I binged that one. Yeah, does my head in, and I'm like, oh, like. Okay, maybe I need to watch it then. I thought it was. It's subtitles. come a long way. It's come. The dubbing really? has come. Like some people didn't notice until a little bit of the way. Really? In. Yeah. Okay, maybe it is that good. But yeah, it's that one's really good because it's not like heavy. It's not intense. Yeah, it's I not like do people. Intense. You know, it's it's mm. like got a kind of light-hearted humor to it. It's What's not, heavy to you? Like <laughs> killing, like proper murder. Like oh, I, no, love I, murder really? I love a murder mystery. I love a murder mystery. You would have watched that one on Stan then, The Judge. No. Oh, with I the haven't. with the dad off Malcolm in the middle. So no. is it a movie? No, it's a series. Watch that. Like I couldn't. Oh. I, couldn't, I, couldn't <laughs> I couldn't even watch that Hotel Cecil or whatever. Oh yeah, I, see, I love that stuff. Oh, I mean, I watched it. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch that. The Judge. Wow. Really? Yeah, I'm real. I don't know what it is. I think maybe because it's so distant yeah. from my actual life experience that I love all kinds of genres, but the one that really distracts me, like actually makes me switch off from my to-do list is like true crime oh, yeah, or crime fiction. So I'm reality or... for that. Like, yeah, oh, my see, God, I... Love Island started yesterday, so I'll watch that tonight. Yeah, see, I'm not a reality see, but that, It's my version I, of reality TV. I don't think of anything else. I'm, like, so fixated. Does so your like, legal brain kick in and you try and solve it? Not really. Really? I don't watch, I don't watch like, well, I do order. watch. I do watch Law and Order, but I don't watch, like, the, 
court bit of it. It's yeah. more like the detective yeah. bit of it. And I think because it's they're enough of a story that you have to pay attention. Like you can't be on your phone if you want to know what's yeah, happening. True, yeah. But they're not so much that you get tired. Mm. Like it's not like a doco where you're like, oh, yeah, it's too hard. Yeah. You're like fully engaged. Yeah. But in terms of like joyful things, I, re- I also read and watch a lot of things that are like super uplifting, but I just like, I can't think of any from mm. the last particular week. But the guy from Lupin, the actor, is in, and I've already used this as a re- recommendation before, but if you haven't heard it, he's also in a French movie called The Untouchables. Oh, I oh, love I've that. seen that. That's so yeah. sad. Did we talk about that on? No. It's my, have we it's talked about it before? one of my favourite films ever. That's Same. the one in the wheelchair? Yes. Oh, my God, that is so sad but so beautiful. But so heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good movie. And a true story. I think and a true two, story. I think they did two of those. Yeah, the American one's no good. Yeah, I've watched the original because it was subtitles too, wasn't yeah. it? And then I watched the American one. That wasn't that good. The French one is... I think French film is just really subtle. Like there's something about yeah, that it. Is that is a beautiful movie actually. And I love that even though it was a French movie, it became like like mm. you guys have seen it. Like mm, lots yeah. of people in English speaking in the English speaking world. I think I watched it on the airplane once because you told me to. It is like one of the most heartwarming. Yeah, it really is actually. Like heart-wrenching but heartwarming yeah. humanity-loving movies ever. So if you guys need a little bit of a pick-me-up and you haven't heard my recommendation yeah. for that movie that I've used like eight times, The Untouchables. I've got one more movie and it's kind of a little bit like that. Like it's really, I've never cried so much in a movie. (laughs) Like it was so sad, but it was also really like heartwarming towards the end. I think I've told you to watch this, Miracle in Cell Number 7. I think it's based in Turkey, but it's, and it's subtitles. It is, oh my God, I I cried from the start until the end. Oh my god! But like sad cry, but then there was like happy cry. Where's, where's that? It's on Netflix. Okay. And I woke up the next day and I looked like a blowfish. I cried that much. <laughs> it was so sad, but just so beautiful towards the end. Okay, speaking of blowfish, have you guys watched the um, My Octopus Teacher? Yes. What's that? Oh my god! The documentary on Netflix. Nah. I can't use that one because I used it last week. But nah. My Octopus Teacher is also like is it a documentary. Okay, so nah, I was the I same. I was like. A, documentary, ill. B, animal documentary, ugh. I love animals, but it wouldn't be the first thing I'd go to. And we just put it on the background because everyone had been raving about it for so long. It is so beautiful. Really? It's so fascinating. Because I started to watch... What's that C one? Seaspiracy. Oh, I turned it off. But that's kind of more political. This one's just... Beautiful. Oh, this nice. is a heartwarming. Yeah. Oh, see, okay, maybe I need to watch it, but I just see those things and I was like, oh, no. I'll watch the Kardashians. <laughs> Tell us more like Selling Sunset. Yes, <laughs> I love Selling Sunset. It's like this is how different Sa- – so we're Sarah and I are similar, but we're different. So every time in the morning she's like on the age, I'm like on Daily Mail. Like, no, I'm actually <laughs> driving here. I thought that you put up – you were singing to some gangster song. and here Today? I, yeah. In your, on your Instagram story, and here I am listening to '90s throwbacks. Like, <laughs> how do you guys do road trips? Like, how do you do music choice? Oh, I don't really get a choice because she okay. doesn't want to listen to Dixie Chicks. Oh, it's oh the you're not worst. into it. No, no. <laughs> Sarah's like, oh, landslide, Dixie Chicks, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Tal's like, wow, I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. Are you okay? So, what's your like happy music? Because I think something I forgot. <laughs> during COVID when we weren't music. driving so I wasn't just I pumping the, the tunes you forget in just around your house to put music yeah. on but it actually changes your mood yeah, definitely. so I listen to much. music every day what's your happy song or happy songs see I listen to like hip-hop and rap but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say they're like my happy songs I like listening to like playlists from like when we were in LA like maybe yeah, like, like memory attached yeah, yeah same like we've got some playlists and like even like when we went to Coachella that year like even some people performed there like I'll listen to those kind of things and it gives I you like love, a butterfly yeah I really like I've got this thing with Ed Sheeran like I love Ed Sheeran so <laughs> really? his, yeah that makes me happy I don't know but then I love hip-hop and rap I wouldn't have picked Ed Sheeran yeah it's weird I hopped in a car the other day and it was old school Justin Bieber and I didn't say anything but I was like <laughs> what the fuck are we listening to no sometimes I can imagine you listening to yeah sometimes I'll put on baby and yeah. be like baby baby, <laughs> baby, baby. Got a good beat. absolutely I, I just was looking through my spotify and i was like i feel like we're listening to something old yeah yeah I'm more I of a to 90, 90s like throwback oh. i got like asap rocky like mm. little yachty like the baby sarah's like who's, <laughs> who's this that? i love that i love you guys so much oh, so different <laughs> it's the best well thank you guys so much for joining this has been such a yay and i hope it's kicked off everyone's week with a few chuckles yay thank you for thank having you us <laughs>